and here we go. Round two. Now, what's making you cold today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my sweet Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. Can it possibly be colder, Elena Patton? <laughs> I don't think it could. I was in the comfort of Elena's home, cuddled up next to Elena <laughs> with a small dog on my lap, underneath a blanket, underneath a heated blanket, and I was still cold to my core. I was watching Frodo and Sam carry the <laughs> ring into the fiery pits of Mordor. Great and trilogy. Still I was cold, even with the volcano's heat permeating off the screen. Now that's a cold open. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of Aminals. It's a comedy podcast where a beautiful, smart, intelligent, brown-haired lady and her silly, dumb boyfriend talk about some cute little Aminals. I'm hey, Jason. Hey, be nice to yourself. Why? No one else will do it for me. Well, you have. Well, no one can be nice to yourself for you. You have to be. You have to love yourself, babe. You hear that, folks? Love yourself. <laughs> The message messages. <laughs> it's you know, if if Aminals is about one thing, <laughs> it's about loving yourself. Um, I would say so, especially with my theme, which if yeah. y'all remember oh. from the last episode is weirdos. It's a bunch of weirdos. It's a bunch of weirdos. Some weird beards. Mm-hmm. And I am very excited to hear about Elena's. First weirdo, but first, can we briefly talk about uh, a tragedy that I don't think is spoken about often enough? Yes, please. So, um, war happens. <laughs> People fight. This is not a laughing matter. I'm sorry. Here I am. I'm sorry. If you could please, funny. if you could please, just for like two seconds. Okay. War is not a joke, folks. <coughs> and yet, the the people of Middle Earth. Take aminals, these beautiful creatures, into battle, and they die by the at least sevens in the case of the giant elephants in Lord of the Rings. They are slain on the battlefield. They are innocent creatures. Stand up. Talk to your local representative. Are you from the dwarven place that I forget the name of? Are you from Gondor? Are you from Rohan? Are you from Mordor? Contact your representative. Elena, 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 read the number. Read the, read the number they can call. 800. 800. 0 Eight. Boob. <laughs> what? Do you get it? No. It looks like um, we spelt the word boob real long. But it was all zeros. Yeah. You said 800-000-000, and then I said 8. To complete the boob. Before it was just a ghost. Now it's a beautiful, supple breast. Oh God! For all you middle schoolers out there, there you go. I want to apologize. I just said the word supple, and I don't feel like anyone ever needed to hear me say that. Mm-mm. And <laughs> and so I'm truly sorry, Elena. Do you have a weirdo for us this week? I do have a weirdo, and I even looked up how to say it oh so that. 
Yeah, yeah. Wait, so can I can I guess? Okay, it's, it's, go for it's, it. It's it's a it's a one that has a. I have word. a hint for you, like oh, I do. Please. I've decided I'm gonna give you one hint, and it was a creature that was in Ice Age but still exists today. And are you? Do you know what I'm referring to when I say was in the movie Ice Age? Wait, like have I seen the Ice Age films? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen the Ray Romano vehicle. Good. <laughs> so it's uh, a creature that was in that that still exists today. Oh, wow. And you have to learn how to pronounce <laughs> the word. It's not super hard, but I wanted to make extra sure that I was saying it right. I'm going to say fish. You know what? It was a really, really good try, but um, my theme is not aquatic animals. It is weirdos, which is not just animals in the water, even though I did do a hammerhead shark before. The fish are weird. They are pretty weird. They but... can't breathe air. What's up with that? <laughs> yes. Even the dang birds can breathe air. Would you like to know what this creature is? How would you respond if I said no? Then I would go, okay, your turn. All right, touche. What is it? It is a Saiga. Now, the, like the Saiga Genesis that, that is, you could play Sonic the Hedgehog on? Y- yeah. S- definitely. That's not an animal. That's a, that's a, that's a console. <laughs> you know, I, I try to know things, but this is one thing that I'm afraid I do not know. You've never heard of the Sega Genesis? No. We'll talk about this after the podcast, but I'm curious what, what this, this electronic-based animal is. Yes. It is spelled S-A-I-G-A. I highly suggest you look it up. You may or may not recognize it from the film, but they actually did exist around the same time as mammoths and saber-toothed tigers and all that fun stuff, and they are certainly weird-looking. Do you see their droopy nose? Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) If you remember from the first movie, I don't know if you do or not, but there's this the little scene in the very beginning where like there's the little baby saigas that are like I'm pretty sure that's what they were and they were in like this muck and they were like ah and their dad or, or mom goes you can play extinction later we gotta go that is the animal that we are referring to that's a dark game to play <laughs> you could play everyone that you've ever known in love including yourself dies later so I've I've looked up Sega Ice Age movie. Uh, so what I see is first what I can assume to be a picture of a Sega. Then I Saiga. see Saiga, my Thank apologies. You. Then I see Sid the Sloth. <laughs> then I see, I think it's, is it Diego, the saber-toothed tiger? Yes. And then I see Sid the Sloth again, and this time he looks very scared about something. And then I see our, uh, a friendly squirrel with a nut, and he seems anxious. Let me see. It, may I see this picture to see if it is? It looks like something out of Star Wars. <laughs> that is indeed what it is. But darn it, they don't have a picture of the cartoon. I guess I could be wrong. Maybe that wasn't the Saiga they were trying to portray in that scene. But pretty sure it was because that's immediately what I thought of when I saw that creature. Because you're always you're always talking to me about Saigas. And so Saigas <laughs> are kind of always on your mind. Always. They kind of look like, well, this is going to be a major throwback. They kind of look like, to me, the vacuum cleaner from Teletubbies that I was terrified of as a child. Who wasn't? I'm still scared of vacuum cleaners. <laughs> Just all of them? There are crumbs all <laughs> over my damn carpet because I refuse. 
I refuse to touch that loud monster. It is a monster. It's very scary. But I think that these things are just adorable. As weird as they are with their droopy noses, they are so cute. And I've never seen anything like that before. But apparently it's a type of antelope. And it is about the size of a sheep. A sheep? Yes. And they look kind of big. They look like they'd be bigger. They look like they'd be the size of a deer. A doe. But apparently... Apparently, they're about the size of a sheep. And I'd very much like to hear what you think these guys would sound like if they could speak English. Okay, I was about to ask you to clarify uh, whether they spoke English or not. Because if not... like, Well, if, they, if, are, they are from Russia. So oh. if you want to use a Russian accent. So they're they, also from Uzbekistan and a couple other ones. Oh, you see, that's the thing. Because my Russian accent is not very good. But my Uzbekistan accent is flawless. I think. All right, no need to um, no need to be that one. Sorry, here here we go, here we go. Kazakhstan is one of them, Mongolia, Russia, and Uzbekistan. Is it in Istanbul? Not Constantinople. No <laughs> one's gonna get that joke. Oh, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. So we're the only two people who have heard of They Might Be Giants. Okay, my dad will get it. <laughs> <laughs> you think your dad's gonna listen to the podcast? I hope so. Oh, my dad won't. There ain't no way Jim's listening to this. Jim, if you're out there listening to this, prove him wrong. Um, I I just want to get a text from my dad so bad that he's like, Saiga, get the fuck out of here, Jason. <laughs> I hope so. I said I said the F word on the last episode, right? We've established that this is a podcast where I swear every once in a while. Is it? I think. So tell me, so tell me more. Are these? I'm gonna assume they're ferocious carnivores that are hell bent on bloodlust. Oh, of course. And by that, absolutely not. They are herbivores, actually. Straight herbs. They are, and apparently they're known for this one of the largest migrations ever. So, these these poor saigas have suffered quite a lot in their time because they are very, very close to being extinct. They are super endangered. How endangered? Very. <laughs> All right. Well, there are only um, they're in the ten thousands left. I mean, that could it could be worse. It could be for sure, but they are pretty endangered, and part of the reason might be the fact that they they so they travel in herds of a lot of saigas. However, it is one male with a herd of all females, and when it comes to mating season. The males have to fight for an entire herd. Oh my god. It's like it's like they're <laughs> Genghis Khan and he's like, I will make love to all women in the land. Yes. And the herds are about thirty to forty, so it's pretty substantial. Wow. Wow. I mean that's just that's a lot of effort, you know. I don't know if the Saiga uh male organisms work similar to that of humans but like that's a long process because that's like you know you you take care of one and then you're like all right i'm gonna need like 30 minutes just get me a snack just let me just, just chill out and like mess around my phone for like a couple minutes and then we'll see if i can go again and then that next one's gonna you, take a little I bit longer you say that in the voice of a saiga because you still haven't told me what one would sound like and okay. just remember where they're from so this is this is this is gonna be a tricky one so i'm gonna say it's got a bit of a russian accent but they got the droopy <laughs> nose so i'm gonna have a bit of droopy the dog in there too like <laughs> good i need to make love to all these women 
but I cannot because my Sega <laughs> penis is not hard yet. Good. That's, that's perfect. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I just know all of my friends uh, stopped listening to this podcast because they heard me say Sega penis. <laughs> and you said it a second time. So there go the rest of them. Okay. So besides... Uh, Let's call them interesting breeding habits. What else, what else do we know about these wonderful creatures? So, so how, how I have think, I never heard of them? I know. I, I think the reason that it's so dramatic how few of them there are is because there used to be over a million in the 90s. In the 90s? Yes. And it's reduced down to like about 50,000. How did that happen? That's why I know it's very sad. That's why it's so dramatic. And I th- uh, most of it is from people because people are the worst Monsters. and have destroyed their habitat and have overhunted them for horns, whatever it is that they do because poachers suck. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. Reason. You know what? We're, you know what? We, we try on the show to be friendly, but we'll take a stand on this one. If you're a poacher, <laughs> get out. Get out. Get out of here, poachers. You are killing the Saigas. And, oh, look, just uh, Eric Trump just stopped listening to the podcast. How interesting. He listened to the podcast? Yeah. Have you not checked the analytics? I got a message. It's like, hey, uh, big big fan of your uh, big fan of your work. Love love uh, listening to it from not the White House because <laughs> Dad didn't invite me. Love, Eric. Oh, my gosh. Well. You got to look at our fan mail every once in a while. I know. It's I all know. Eric Trump. <laughs> He's very lonely. We'll talk about it at the next board meeting. <laughs> um, there is actually a website, just so y'all know, called the, um, the Saiga, Cons- it's called saigaconservation.org, and it's the Saiga Conservation Alliance. Oh my gosh. Who are working to protect these delectable creatures. With this alliance. They're critically endangered, poor guys. They used to actually live in North America at a point. And then they just, like, they went on a cruise. They went on, like, a (laughs) Moscow-based cruise, and they're like, this place is great. Well, they wouldn't have had accents yet. (laughs) You're right. It would have been like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This (laughs) Moscow looks great. Hello down there. Hello, my friends. Come to Moscow. Oh, yeah. You want to go? Yeah, okay. (laughs) And that's how they lost the accent. Exactly. It's perfect. So these are our Saiga friends. They are our friends, and they look. Do they? Okay, this is a dumb question. Uh, so from the image I saw, all I could see was a bunch of nose. They have like a mouth, right? <laughs> yes. It's not like a giant. They're not like a. What is it? The ant eater that has like the really long. Yeah, snout no. Thing. They. <laughs> they do have a mouth. Yes. I'm gonna look up Saiga mouth right now. It hangs now. over their mouth. Apparently, their nose is flexible and inflatable. Hey friends, welcome to this birthday party I do balloon animal for you So yes, they can actually inflate their nose It helps them breathe I found their Um, mouth It helps them breathe clean air during dusty summers The fact that it inflates does this? Apparently these are these are majestic creatures. I'm I'm just I'm looking at these and I'm like, so who photoshopped this image of a deer, <laughs> of this image of an antelope? It is a type of antelope. This is just I'm like, you know. What this did is, you look up? Saiga mouth. I just looked up Saiga, and it's 
I mean, this is this is why I love this podcast because I get to learn about these crazy new things that apparently there are fifty thousand of on the planet and I've just never heard of before. They are pretty bizarre, and um, it, as I have read, it is actually hunting that is the number one. Oh my god, that poor guys poachers. What are you, what are you doing with your days? You know. What's going on in your life? It's so boring that you gotta go out and hunt this strange-looking creature. And I'm talking to you, our Russian audience. Oh my goodness. Now, I am also curious as to what your creature is this evening. My creature is one that, um, I'll just, I'll give you this little teaser. That I looked them up. And I, um, I found out they are not called necessarily exclusively the name that i have always referred to them by oh these animals live in the western united states they live in alberta they live in mexico they live in snowy regions and they live in deserts what wow so they adapt pretty easily it sounds not necessarily they're people, aren't they? It's humans. <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous yeah. animal. <laughs> no, Elena. I'm talking about rams, a.k.a. Oh. big horned sheep. Oh, oh my gosh. They we are sheep. Sheep-like creatures. We both pick sheep-like creatures. Granted, mine's a little bit more sheep-like than yours. Sure. Yours is a little bit more antelope-like than mine. Let's not split hairs. Okay. Not ram's hairs anyway. High five. What's up? You are too far away for me to do that. Not for a joke like that, I'm not. Come on. Yep. Put forth the extra effort. A little bit too far away. Oh, you, that was the most lackluster attempt at a high five that you knew was going to fail before you even began it. I did. Okay, let's just talk about these fucking things. Just so you know, immediately I thought of the rams from, I think it was Brother Bear. There were rams and brother bear? Mm-hmm. But, they would yell at each but, other from across the mountain. Were they boys or were they girls? They were boy rams. Okay, so then that that's the thing. Rams are the boys. Oh. Do you know what the females are called? No. Ewes. Ewes? Ewes. I think I've actually heard that before. Yep. The, the, the I see why you chose this animal. Thank you very much. Oh, are you saying I'm sexist because girls are ew? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think about that until just now. <laughs> well, you caught me. I'm a sexy sexist. So, obviously, these are sheep. They uh, range somewhere between 260 and 300 plus pounds. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh my gosh. Now online, it told me that these things could be five to six feet tall. But just so I can sleep at night, I'm going to go ahead and pretend like that's a smaller number. Five to six feet? Like I, standing up on their hind legs? I guess or it's, like- it's got to be that, right? I would imagine. I can't imagine that even with their horns, there would be. I'm six foot tall. Yeah, no. Despite way. what the doctors tell me, they, the they doctors tell me like I'm five eleven and a half, and that's garbage. I'm six <laughs> feet tall. I know it in my bones. I know it in my heart. And there is no way there is a ram that can reach my height, that can reach my potential. At least on all fours. That'd be wild. So one thing that made me very curious, I looked up their age, and they said that they are roughly in the wild can go to be between 10 and 19 years. Now, oh. my thought is, 
there's got to be something happening to these things at 19 to make it so they don't just round up to 20, right? That's true. <laughs> like, like it's like it, there's got to be something that happens at 19 all the time where it's like, all right, you're 19, you're very old, you have to try to jump the biggest gap because <laughs> we're, we're gap jumpers. And they're like, oh, I'm an old man, but I still got some tricks up my sleeve. Wow. Wow. I have a question. I have an answer. What What do they gain by... By getting to the other side. Well, no one knows because none of them have made it to 20 yet. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> now, what do you think food-wise these, these guys are all about? I would assume they're herbivores. Not, you're not going to go omnivore? No. I'm not. Good, because they're herbivores. Ha-ha. <laughs> they eat plants. I know my aminals. And seeds. Now, I, I, are these similar to mountain goats in the sense that they can climb like insane heights and like with the tiniest little ledges oh yeah a hundred percent that's so crazy now i want to i want to correct something so uh (laughs) (laughs) earlier i said that i had not even considered the fact that the females are called ewes and how that could be uh seen as funny uh but i'm looking at my notes now and i say that males are rams and fields are appropriately named ewes Uh uh-huh that's what i thought i know you too well Girls are icky. That is just a fact. Alina, we are a science podcast, and on science, we talk about facts. We're a science podcast. We are a science All podcast. Right. If you go to iTunes, we're under the science category. Good. So apparently these things have great eyesight, like really good. That they could see like a sense. mile away. Oh, my gosh. You know who can't do that? Binoculars. <laughs> you said who? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we look through our binocular friends. Oh, yeah, my have friend them. binocular. Yeah, my friend binocular. So um, they apparently have gender-specific herds. So there's a bit of exclusivity and division within the, oh. the, the big horn sheep community. Female nursing herds are anywhere between 5 and 100. Wow. Heck yeah. And then males are closer to 50. And get this, sometimes... There are gay rams. Yes. They, um, they apparently gay engage in homosexual activity, which makes them the most sinful animal, according to a study <laughs> done by the research center. And I'm looking up the name church. <laughs> they are God's least favorite animal. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And so, um, much like you would expect, uh, apparently, like our, our dear friends, the Saigas, uh, the dominant males earn the right to mate. You don't just... Heck yes, I like these creatures. You like the idea of men fighting to mate with women? I think that they, they understand their place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Elena. You're telling me that it should be a physical contest of strength. Are you I never telling said Are you that. telling me that to date you, I should have had to go up to <laughs> that one boy who we both know who I'm talking about and def- <laughs> and slap him with a white glove and say I challenge you to a physical duel for the no, honor of no, Elena. Come on. We're we're civilized here. It wouldn't ha- it wouldn't have to be like that. I'm sorry, what's what's uncivilized about a white glove? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You did say white glove. So apparently the females 
unlike a lot of other mammals and creatures, only have one lamb at a time, and they tend to birth them on high ledges like that goddamn Lion King. Oh my god. That's a true fact. Now, why do you think they do that? Because it's far away from predators, or at least hard for predators to get to. Wow, got it in one. I was going to make a joke about how they did see the Lion King uh, at some point when some uh, when some uh, young uh, family with a little portable DVD player got lost in the mountains, and they had to leave their stuff behind, and they're like... <laughs> One of the Rams like bumped the the play button. They were watching the Lion King, and the the moms were like, "Now that, now that's an idea." Yes. But you are actually correct. It is indeed to protect them from the predators. Which what is what are their main predators? Do you know? <laughs> How did I not look that up? I'm just wondering. I bet it's like mountain lions or something. It's probably it's, but that. You said that they're like everywhere. Well, here's the so thing. Probably depends not on- all Rams are everywhere. And I was going to get to that in a minute, but let's just transition to it right now because there are different species of bighorn sheep. Heck yeah. There are different strokes for different folks. Very so, cool. So we've got the Rocky Mountain bighorn. It's the biggest sheep in North America. They don't, if, they, if they went on Facebook and checked and looked at all the other <laughs> ones, they would be like, all right, we're good. We're good. It would not be like our emu friends who'd be very disappointed in themselves. They are gray and brown with little white spots on their butts. I've seen pictures. It's very funny. They are found in British Columbia and Alberta, Canada, and the western United States, south to New Mexico, which is weird because these ones kind of, they they go back and forth between the hot ones and the cold ones, which is strange. But then there's the desert bighorn, which is smaller than the Rocky Mountain in a lighter color in the deserts of the U.S., and they have longer horns, but they're thinner. Oh. They've got little slender thorns. Look at them. They like to exercise, I bet. Yeah, is that why their 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 thorns are so small or are thin because they uh because they work out? Mm-hmm. They burn off those extra horn calories. Yep. Is that what you're going with? Uh huh. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at the website right now. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at a desert bighorn on a treadmill right now, and he's going very fast. Oh my gosh. Uh, so there's also the doll sheep, which is a smaller cousin of the stone sheep. The stone sheep. Yeah, they're sheep made out made out of stones. How are they cousins? Um, I guess like their mom and like the the doll sheep's mom and the the stone sheep's dad are brother and sister. Not quite what I meant. I meant how can a, a sheep made of stone be related to a sheep that's made of sheep? Okay, now we're getting into some actual racist territory that I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> with. You're right. I'm sorry. That was that was insensitive of me. And so, bighorn sheep, otherwise known as mountain goat. Just kidding. Haha. I fooled you. I fooled you because it fools everybody. Everybody thinks that bighorn sheep and mountain goats are the same thing. But w- during my research, I found a website that was specifically called bighorn sheep or mountain goats wow and it was like they're passionate so it says to the untrained eye it's hard to tell between female doll sheep and mountain goats kind of like how it's hard for the untrained eye to tell the sexy chrises apart because they all look the same so uh the last little thing is that rams fight to decide who will be the dominant male in the group during their fight like the the saigas Oh, yeah, that's right, like the saigas. The males will face each other, rear up their back legs, and crash their huge horns into each other. Sometimes, how fast do you think they go? As fast as a... 
45 mile per hour car. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> Very good, Elena. Thank <laughs> Very you. Good. Yeah, Thanks. 40 to 45 miles per that hour. That would be horrifying. And get this. Eventually, it goes until one of them stops <laughs> and submits and the other one becomes the leader. This could take hours. Oh, my gosh. This is another great example of why animals are so much better than humans because our best fighters, our strongest warriors, our MMA fighters, some of them go down after seconds. Oh my gosh. Seconds. And these rams will fight for hours. I can't do anything for hours. Sure you can. Name one thing I do for hours. Breathe. No. Because right now, watch. I just didn't breathe right there. I take breaks. I breathe regularly, but not for hours. Hours would be like, <gasps> <laughs> then it goes for hours. Come on, try to name something else I do for hours. Um, sit. No. Incorrect. I will always stand. Okay. I will always stand. Well, then you're standing for hours. No, I stand intermittently betwixt my sitting. <laughs> And don't even don't even try to say sleep because you know I'm getting up to go to the bathroom every hour or so. That's true. I can't even say that. I have a bladder the size of a walnut. You exist for hours. Not true. Oh my god. Intermittently, gosh. less than a millisecond, I boop, I pop out of existence and I dip into where the ethereal go? plane. I was just gonna ask where you went, but the ethereal plane, Avesla, to where all the ghosts are. <laughs> oh, speaking of ghosts. Yeah, you want to speak about ghosts? Okay, no, this will be for another podcast. We are running low on time. Oh, our ghost adve- our ghost adventures fan cast. <laughs> yes, we will definitely come back to ghosts. Look, we gotta get to the part of the show, everyone's favorite part of the show. The the letters from Eric Trump are in. It's the best part of the show. <laughs> it's the part where we figure out how these creatures would meet. Now, here's the thing. I think it's pretty straightforward, but I want to hear what you think. We can't hear the audience. Um. No, you, Elena. Oh. <laughs> Well, I would I would think that. Well, my question is: You said that rams are many different places. Does this include Russia? Nope. Boom, gotcha. Okay. Well, what are you thinking? What am I thinking? What was that scenario I painted earlier for you? How did the Saiga make it to the land of Russia? They uh. <laughs> they uh they sailed on over on a cruise ship correct they were on royal caribbean <laughs> and so who snuck on board the ship but a couple of mischievous rams great that's all you got for me you got great i well, this I'm is very clever hear- this is a callback it is very clever and i'm waiting to hear the rest i think you should start this one off so we let's okay, picture well, the scene. Okay, well obviously the Saiga is like laying back. Yeah, we're on the deck of the ship. Obviously. Sunglasses on. Atlantic nose inflated. Ocean. Wait, I'm an idiot. I said Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> and that would make absolutely no sense because that would mean that the sh- that the the Rams would have had to traverse the United States to the East Coast to get on a boat to go to the other side of the world when they easily could have just gotten on a boat in like Alaska or somewhere in the western US and gone across the Pacific to Russia. I go. just forgot about how globes work. The world is round. round. Very good. I always get that one wrong. I always say flat. Oh no. So, let's picture this. We're we're chilling on the sun deck and 
Oh, Elena. Okay, so uh, well, you, you'll admit to the fact that when we do these bits, these little fun scenes, uh, that we each voice our own animal. Oh, no. Yes. No, no, I can't yes. do a Russian accent. I'm going to offend someone. Oh, and I didn't. <laughs> okay, fair. But you're much better at accents than me. That's flatly incorrect, but I'll thank you for it. Elena, why don't you go ahead and start this scene no. off? You haven't even heard my ram voice. Well, here we go. The Siaga is sleeping. Ha ha. On a chair, leaning back, sunglasses on, tanning. Although they probably can't tan because. Well, here here comes the ram lying down next to it and going, That's a mighty fontaine you got yourself there. Then he wakes up. He looks over. He like, puts his sunglasses <laughs> down onto his nose. Um, his very his, long his nose. His very long nose, and then they accidentally slip all the way down his face, and now he's just embarrassed. Oh, rut row, partner. Looks like you <laughs> dropped your shades. Let me help you up. And then uh, the ram leans over and picks it up with one of his very long <laughs> horns and slides it back on the brim of his nose. <laughs> Don't make me do a What's Russian What's your name, accent? partner? <laughs> I am from Russia, and I... <laughs> No, I'm not doing this. I'm not. You gotta keep going. I am from Russia. No, I'm not. You're not from Russia? <laughs> I am from Russia. And I am a Saiga. And, um. The Saiga? Is that like the video game console with that little blue hedgehog running around? Does everyone know what this is? It's like Shark Week. I have no idea what Shark Week is. And then there's other things that apparently I don't Elena, know. Elena, is this things. the Sega doing this or is this Elena doing this? this? Elena doing then this. get back in the scene. <laughs> We're on a cruise ship. Partner, where you, where you, where's your destination on this cruise ship? Oh my god. I don't have to do a Russian accent. He's coming from North America. Bam. Um, I'm I'm actually uh I'm headed to Russia. Russia? Now that's an interesting country. I've uh got some brethren over there and I'm gonna visit. Would you say cousins, perhaps? Perhaps. I have a cousin. He's made of rocks. <laughs> hey, I'm not allowed to make that joke. <laughs> No, I suppose you're right. Say, friend, why don't you let me buy you a drink? What you or Do you drink with a... Oh, I see. I thought you drank out your large nose, but then I saw you had a mouth underneath. Oh, oh no. Here, let me show you. Nose inflates. Whoa. Mouth underneath. Whoa. And then a little kid ran comes up like, Oh, boy! <laughs> it's a fun balloon! <laughs> and that's how they became friends. And that's how the ram and the Saiga became friends. Very good. And I do believe it is time for our shout out. Shout. Shout. No, please no. Let it out. Please no. These are the things I can do without. Come on. See what I did there? Our shout out this week is none other than... Pongo, the pup of a very good friend of ours... Our very good friend Sage has sent us a photograph of this beautiful, it appears to be a greyhound. Little, little greyhound. A little greyhound curled up in a blanket. His name is Pongo. He apparently is in need of constant attention and validation, much like somebody on this podcast. Yep. Our silent audio tech, Chris. And I will not give you validation, Chris. <laughs> Oh, hey. I will not give yes, you... Yes, we Chris, will. Chris, no, no. Elena, stop. Chris, stop asking for it. You'll get it when you're in it. Chris, I give you validation. 
Well, thank you to uh, to, to Pongo, the, the beautiful greyhound dog. Um, we we love you very much. I'm surprised I've never met you, knowing that I've known Sage for like two, three years now. Yes, you have. I've met Pongo. We had a Christmas party. Was there. Pongo there? Yeah. I'm so forgetful. I'm so, Pongo. If you're listening. If you're listening with your beautiful greyhound dog ears, I'm sorry. You can you, when I see you next, Elena will uh, will be there as well, and you can just go ahead and give all your love to her because I. Uh, That's right. I don't. I love it. you, Pongo. I also love you too. Just want to point that out there. And we will post a picture of this adorable pup on our webpage, Facebook page. Yeah, there you we go. We don't have our webpage yet. We're working on it. We got a Facebook page. Is Aminal spelled the way the podcast is? Thank you to Justin Bellman, my sweet dear friend, for that yes! great piece of art. Based Justin, on the, you're awesome. Based on that wonderful drawing Elena did many years ago of our dream zoo. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Polly Patton's <laughs> zoo. Sorry, I don't know what just happened there. Elena, isn't there someone else we gotta thank? Common Shiner. You know, it's funny. I've been talking to uh, Michael of Common Shiner, and he specifically asked that you not sing the name of the band. <laughs> well, thanks for telling me, babe. Thank you to Common Shiner uh, for the use of our wonderful theme song, May Calling, off of the album Before They Sold Out, part two. There is a part one. It's out there, and you can totally listen to that as well. But it has less songs, I think, than part two. Either way, it rocks. They rock. And I'm very excited. Part two is an absolute banger. Everyone should listen to it. And I want to thank everybody. Everybody who, if you're hearing me say this right now, Elena's got to thank you for you. Thank you. How cute that was. She's so cute. We love her. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. Eminals. (laughs) We'll work on it.